I'm Ben Byes. And I'm Carly Byes. We've been married for 12 years and together for 15 and have two boys. This is our story of a controlling church and spiritual abuse and how it shook our relationship and clouded our view of God. Our desire is that our honest view of pain and trauma in relationships can provide hope and the courage to hold on when life does not turn out as planned. While also providing a dash of humor and loving banter. We are still working to find wholeness and we welcome you on our journey. Happy New Year, everyone. We are back. Happy New Year. And ready to continue our story from our holiday Q&A. Thank you for everyone who submitted questions, and um, hopefully we got most of your questions answered and you enjoyed, I don't know, just what that episode was about. Maybe Hopefully it brought some clarity to some things. Um, we have a special episode tonight. <laughs> this one, it... It's still going in in flow with our story, but it is a topical episode, and it's about all of the different businesses that we were a part of for the church. I've been so, looking forward to this one. <laughs> he really has. <laughs> so we're we're at we're in the day and age where everybody like has their own business doing something. I mean, it's it's insane, right? Like yeah. there's. People have started everything you can think of. Um, you have to remember that this is almost 10 years ago, so things were More different. Than that. Pro- oh, 13 yeah. years yeah, ago, yeah, 14 years ago, yeah. So things looked a little bit different. Social media was not like it is today. Um, there were no such thing as influencers or really anything for that matter to help you start a business. Um, but if you've had an idea for a business, guarantee we have probably <laughs> tried it or done it. Um, it doesn't have to be a good idea. <laughs> we, we prefer the bad ones. <laughs> so the reason we were doing these businesses is because we were at a church in Los Angeles, didn't have a lot of people that were making a lot of money, and we really had vision in our heart that this was going to be an amazing nationwide ministry. Wait, international ministry, not just nationwide. It was in the title, the name of the church, obviously. International. (laughs) If you're in in an international church and you're not international, leave the church. (laughs) But the whole reason behind all these businesses was we couldn't bring enough money in just from tithes and offerings in order to propel the church into what it needed to do. So... We needed to be innovative and come up with these businesses in order to fund the church. So instead of asking for money from outside sources, we would use the money generated by the businesses in the church. And there were like a lot of talented people in the church that yeah. were capable of doing a lot of things. Carly, for one. No, that's I'm, I'm not talking about myself. <laughs> like I'm talking about everyone else that's that true. you know everybody at at that time people were talent. You know. A lot of people were good at cooking, others at sewing, um, you know, knitting, you know, crafting sort of things. (laughs) (laughs) Such high compliments. (laughs) Really good at knitting and crafting. (laughs) (laughs) And that's like the highest compliment anyone could ever give me. (laughs) 
Anyway, um, there were there were some talented people, <laughs> but um, so it, it's not like it was a total band of misfits like coming together to put. I mean, it sort of was, but a lot of the ideas were spurred off of some of the talents that people in the church had. Whether or not they were, like, extremely talented or the best at all of these things, um, you know, that wasn't necessarily the case, but it was, like, enough to kind of propel us into starting another business. Let me be more specific. It was more (laughs) what the pastor thought he was good at. So let's not say it was what the congregation was good at. He found people were good at what he thought was a good idea. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. And there was like somebody that was capable enough to do parts of the business. Anyways, we'll just get into it. <laughs> so to start with the first business that was kind of going on when we started going to the church, correct? Yeah, it, it had started before, but we really gave it the extra oomph to get it into be a real business. <laughs> Priestly Garments. Yes. Priestly Garments was the name of the company. Go ahead and explain, Ben. Okay, so Priestly Garments was um, worship wear for people who were dancing during a service. So um, shawls to dance with, with things that almost look like angel wings or flags. People would twirl around, and anybody who's in that kind of church understands what I'm saying. Yeah, this, um, this, was, very, this was like a specific... Like Four charismatic just, churches, yeah, or like, people that danced around during churches, um, streamers that people mm-hmm. would use. So it was a, an entire product line of um, stuff to be used during worship. Yeah. And like outfits. Yeah. Yeah. You, that you would put on over your normal clothes if you were yeah. a dancer. Mm-hmm. That was business number one. <laughs> that didn't get a lot of traction. <laughs> But I specifically remember going <laughs> to the Christian bookstore to try to put them, put it on the shelf, and I got denied, but I tried. <laughs> You're such a hustler. I was a hustler, baby. Um, and I'd like to say that I was one of the seamstresses <laughs> for Bruce Garments. Yeah. Um, but your seamstressing didn't come through until the next business. True. That's true. Which was... Um, off the chain, it was called. <laughs> now this, okay, now let me start by saying this was actually an excellent idea, but this, it hadn't, it hadn't been around yet, so it seems crazy. Um, off the chain was a clothing company for your pets. Yeah. Specifically dogs. Yes. And more along the line of hip-hop clothing. Correct. Yeah, off the chain, duh. Yeah. Now, this is everywhere. Like, people, like, are obsessed with their animals and <laughs> dress them up and, like, all of these things. It's crazy. But, yeah, 15 years ago, this was unheard of and kind of like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yes, I I definitely helped in making some... Very darling little little hip hop. So if if outfits. if you want to start a business, you should have more than two people working like a sweatshop in somebody's house trying to make clothing and then have like twenty outfits. You can't start a business with like twenty outfits with like two ladies doing all the sewing. 
Right. Where did what did we try, what did we try to do with that? Like marketing wise, mm. I wasn't part of any of that stuff. Yeah, that that was before we got really good at marketing. So okay. yeah, that was. Um, <laughs> He's being um, <laughs> clearly sarcastic. But I would say this. I mean, if you know any of the um, Halloween costumes our children have had, I'd like to attribute that to Off the Chain when Carly really got her <laughs> kick in <laughs> with sewing. See, and like I said before. Someone compliment the highest of compliments would be you're so crafty and <laughs> such a good seamstress costume maker. We're so different. If yeah. someone called me crafty, I would not be happy. Well, because you aren't crafty. That's yeah. okay. Um, but I'll never forget when obviously this business yet fizzled out. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know where it was. If it was somewhere in like L.A. or if it was a fashion island, and seeing like a little stand with dog clothing. And was kind of like, oh my gosh, we were right. <laughs> because everything was, like, there was so much enthusiasm in it. But it was <laughs> kind of like the business, like the bus- every business was kind of like, I'm kind of embarrassed to, like, tell my parents about it. Because <laughs> it's just a little weird, you know, like, it- but there was so much enthusiasm behind it. But, like, there's still, like, a little party that's kind of embarrassed about it. <laughs> because you're like... <laughs> Yeah, I want to agree with you. Like, yeah, I'm I made so... a bunch of dog clothes in someone's apartment yeah, in Hawthorne. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, I want to be so on board with you that this is so awesome, but I'm not going to tell anybody about <laughs> it. <laughs> so that was off the chain. Um, the next, next one, one I'll, I'll do this one. Okay. Um, a barbecue. So um, we were told multiple times by our head pastor that all the churches in LA basically built their humongous churches based upon the, you know, they sold a lot of barbecue. That's how they did it. So, um, in order to do this, I built a smoker out of brick. I got very proud of this. I'm very proud of this. And in fact, I'm going to put a picture up from Facebook and Instagram of the smoker. So everyone can see how awesome it is, but, (laughs) um, got bricks donated um, at half price from a place and then went and picked up a bunch of other bricks from an old place, um, on Craigslist and built a smoker. And it was, um, the actual cooking surface I think was like six feet by four feet. And there was three racks that were six feet by four feet. And then the wood pile that was, um, another two, two feet by three feet. It was, it was an amazing smoker barbecue built at the back of our church. It was amazing. Um, But that was one of the businesses and was horrible. So really, (laughs) we have Ben to blame for this business. To blame me. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a horrible business, but it's kind of your fault you built this. It is my fault. I I had this idea and I was like, oh, I'll I'll build this. And it was just, again, it was one of those things where I thought, I know how to do things with my hands. I, I can build something. I'll build this. This will help. And it it was the bane of my existence for probably about a year because when we were going to sell barbecue, me and another one of my friend, uh, one other friend who was also an armor bearer, had to stay at the church the entire night watching the smoker and cooking it through the night so that it was literally cooked for 16 hours. And... um we were called multiple times during that time saying, <laughs> if this is messed up when we get there in the morning, 
Um, I mean, <laughs> any realm of possibility was was possible after that. Yeah. You will, whatever, be going to hell or you were a horrible person or you're, you've ruined everything. And yeah. so we're like sitting up the whole night and... But what, so what was the... We sold barbecue to like yeah. the neighborhood, like... Well, the idea was to sell it to the neighborhood. Let's be honest. What happened is we sold it to our own church. So we basically could have taken a tithe and said, give us 20 extra dollars <laughs> instead of just cooking all night. Because the idea was we'll sell it to the neighborhood. But our head pastor was so proud of his cooking that he... He would price it like twenty dollars. Yeah, it was so expensive. It was so expensive. 20, 20, 25 bucks for really good barbecue. I mean, it was it was all smoked authentically. It was ribs. It was chicken, sweet potato. Carly's favorite cobbler. Oh my gosh, we'll get into that later. <laughs> but my question is: there are there are lots of barbecue places, and. A, a lot of them smoke their ribs or brisket or whatever for 12 to 16 hours. Are they staying up all night watching the smoker? Was it your particular smoker that things had to be flipped and rotated? Yeah, or was it was just another I mean, aspect of control. I did not. I, no, it was, it was both, but I, um, I built an amazing smoker, but it didn't have a, it didn't rotate on its own, so I had to rotate it myself. This is this is where um, I grew a great affinity to backwoods cigars. Because <laughs> me and my buddy used to sit there, and and again, like the smoking the cigarettes, which I never did beyond that point we talked about the last time. Um, I I would smoke uh, honeyberry backwards and we would sit there by the barbecue and it'd be like 3 or 4 a.m. in the middle of L.A. knowing who knows what's going on around us with oh all the gosh. sounds and everything else and we just sit there and just look at each other like well here we are this is our life <laughs> and how often did you guys do this <clears throat> well when we were trying to get it going it was probably um, a couple nights a week a couple nights a week we do it in the middle of the week and then at the end of the week and try and sell it and Put out posters around the neighborhood and um, that business. Yeah, that's okay. Did did not turn profit. So now here here we are on what what are we on one two three four fourth third one, and um, we have still we we are now <laughs> we're now in the red <laughs> <laughs> with the church. <laughs> we've made zero dollars, but we've now lost money. Yeah. Um, because all of this stuff takes money to like, you know, up front. And then when you're not making any money, it just, yeah. And our pastor was a good cook, but there was just no marketing involved. There just was no like thought through and planning. And, 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 and honestly, someone's going to go to a restaurant and buy a $20 barbecue meal, not the back of a church. Yeah. Agreed. So, and and I Unless brought you're that like up. Unless you a mega church, a huge right. church, yeah. or, you know, and you've. I brought it up a couple times to say, well, maybe we should change the pricing, and it was I was shamed to say, well, how could you? How dare you say <laughs> that the cooking is worth less than twenty dollars a plate? And I just <laughs> thought, well, thinking through it, maybe if we sold mm-hmm. a larger capacity for a lower amount of dollars, we'd still come up with more money, as opposed to a small capacity. Um, and, and here's the other problem. There's people in the church who would always say they'd, it'd be like an IOU. Oh my and, and gosh, And would come and get right. food. 
and then would never pay us. So we were actually losing more money because we probably had 20 people that said, hey, we'll pay you later. Yeah. And then our pastor was like, oh, give them some food. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool, man. And would like, you guys ever even really get any? No, I, kind I of would. eat like throughout the... Yeah, I, I would eat through the cooking process and through the shaming process. <laughs> Can I talk about the cobbler? Yeah, well, let me let me say this. When I was building the barbecue, one of my good friends, who hopefully we'll have on later in the show, was so mad at me because I had an idea in my mind about how I was going to build the barbecue, but didn't have it written out. And he was so mad. He's like, there's no way. You don't know how to do bricks. You can't do this. You can't. You, you don't know how to build this. Um, let's just go get some people that are standing by Home <laughs> Depot. Home Depot, guys. That are they're looking for work and have them build it. And I just kept saying, no, we can do it. And when it got done, I would like to say, hey, I was right. <laughs> Classic Ben. <laughs> was in my mind and I got it done. <laughs> so talk about the cobbler. <laughs> so the cobbler was like one of the desserts for the barbecue. Like, Which is obvious. We did like a plate lunch, right? Yeah. So it'd be like ribs. Was it just ribs? Was no, it brisket? It'd be ribs, brisket, sometimes chicken, okay. a side, which was either beans or baked beans Ma- or mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. Greens. Yeah, greens, really good greens. I kind of miss those greens, actually. <laughs> With a little hot sauce. <clears throat> um, and then there was cobbler. So there, was a, there were some things that our pastor did like really well as far as cooking. Then there were some other things <laughs> that were just like, what? <laughs> and I don't know if it was like my, because I, I had also worked for a barbecue catering company, like an authentic Texas barbecue company um, for almost 10 years through college and post-college. Um, so I feel like I kind of knew how a lot of things were made and how it was authentically supposed to look. Anyway, so the cobbler <laughs> had a great crust because it was someone else's crust recipe yeah. at the church. She knows who she is. Excellent crust recipe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the filling was just canned, diced <laughs> peaches, like with more sugar, like mixed, in, like mixed into it. So like canned peaches, like, yeah, they're like already super sweet, right? So let's mix some more sugar into it and then bake it and then like sell it like it's the most amazing cobbler in the world. And I'll, I'll never forget you were like trying to tell a guy, isn't this like the best cobbler you've ever <laughs> had? It's like the, oh my gosh, it's like the best. Isn't it so good? And the guy was like, yeah, it's pretty sweet. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed right now. <laughs> so like trying to sell something that just is, oh my gosh. Yeah. Just very, very <laughs> obviously like not made like homemade. And I get that like, you know, not everything can be homemade when you're selling food, but like this particular, like was such a like cut corner that it was like just embarrassing. The other stuff was like good, you know, at least, but the, the cobbler was, I just was like, no, I'm not even going to try it by your cobbler. <laughs> not even going to try it. <laughs> so the barbecue wasn't extremely successful. In fact, when we talk later about our trip to Africa, we had our second trip to Africa. We had done all this barbecue to make it happen, and 
we lost all the money, but... Oh, my gosh. Um, the, the next one is... We're a little out of order, but I want to go to the next one is um, because the three later all have to do with graphic design. Um, mm. The next one we'll go to is the daily devotionals. So... <laughs> <laughs> I'll explain this because this was the bane of my existence for, um, I don't know how long we talked about doing it, but it was maybe six, six to 12 months. Well, and you have to understand too, that like each of these businesses, like, I mean, we not always me necessarily, but Ben and the pastor, whoever else involved, like threw themselves fully into this yeah. business. So I'm talking like, we bought stock in styrofoam to go plates and <laughs> bought all new like chafing wear and <laughs> all of these things like that maybe had <laughs> we like thought through like let we'll wait let's wait to buy you know twenty seven hundred um to go plates when we're not even sure we're gonna like sell a plate. So yeah. So this wasn't just like, oh, this is a good idea. Let's try this out. It was like, no, we've spent our life savings <laughs> on on every single tool and accessory and fabric and whatever it is to make this business successful and then wasn't. Yes. So daily next was devotion. Daily Devotionals. <laughs> this was just... <clears throat> to think about it now... Um, it almost is like, how dumb were we? But So we wanted to do a daily devotional that was electronic that people could experience. So it would be a Bible passage, worship song, music, and then like meditation. And Which exists. It's all, so like, no, again, it's great. Like, it's awesome. Not a terrible idea. Here's like. the terrible part of it is because the point we were at our It was, our daily devotional was an hour long. So it, it was an hour long daily devotional with real life pictures of someone like worshiping in, in, in nature. And then we talked about maybe doing one for people who aren't as spiritual. That was only like a half an hour. <laughs> and it's like, really? Well, so you guys had to get all the footage of like each other worshiping in nature too. <laughs> Like I'm talking, spe- <laughs> I'm talking special trips up to the mountains for this footage. Yeah, yeah. So it would be original music, footage of someone in the background worshiping while music was being played and and scripture was being read. And when I say it's the bait of my existence, it's because it was for about six months where, no matter where me and Carly went, or me and anyone else went. I had to bring a video camera <laughs> and like set it up somewhere in worship. So I remember going to Colorado for a vacation and I had to get up at like four in the morning and drive to this remote lake. Oh, for the sunrise. Yeah, for the sunrise and set up oh a camera on a park bench with me on my knees, raising my hand to the sunrise over the lake. I'm so embarrassed. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> or one time we went with Carly's family up up to like mammoth and I, and I would leave in the morning and leave at night when all this family stuff was going on in order to make sure I got the sunset or the sunrise with me lifting my hands or whatever. So I'm so annoyed. (laughs) And you were like, that was expected of you to do because 
Well, well it was going to be the next big thing. I mean, every shit. yeah, everything was the next big thing <laughs> for sure. Everything was the next big thing, and but even if you weren't inadvertently told like you need to do this, if 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 their pastor knew that you were going to be somewhere, it was just kind of expected, or he'd he'd make you say it yourself, like, oh, do you want me to? Like, oh, should I bring the camera? Oh, yeah, I can bring oh, the yeah. camera and I'll uh, do... you want me to just... Oh, like, no, it'll no, be so don't worry. Easy. Yeah, don't worry about it. It'll no, be so easy. Her family's all hanging out and having fun together. Oh, I'll just slip away <laughs> for a couple hours and drive to the remote part. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, but that was, like, his way of, like, getting it off him and putting it on you guys yeah. so then, like, it was your decision that you made. Yep. Yeah. Um... The next three businesses, before we get to the major business that crumpled everything, which we won't go over today, all involved graphic design. Um, the first... <laughs> um, the first one was a t-shirt business. So... Again, like, everybody does that now. You everybody know? does that. Back then, it was... Um, the first one we had was something called the first Christmas tree. And it was a cross as the first Christmas tree with, um, presents underneath it. And then the, um, ornaments were dropping into blood as they came down. And it was called the first Christmas tree, which was the cross. Yeah. It had a cross on it. Yeah. That was because it was made of wood. It was a chopped down tree. Hence yes. the first Christmas tree. Um, so we made t shirts of this. Yes, yes. And then eventually greeting cards, which we'll get to in a little bit. But um, with these shirts, <laughs> it was, again, we were all in. We were ready, we were ready <laughs> to go. We wanted this to happen. And um, just imagine me and Carly. On the corner of a street, selling t-shirts. If you want to drive down, go to 140th in Vermont. <laughs> and just imagine me and Carly, whenever the red light comes, walking between cars, saying, hey, you want a shirt? If anyone wonders, yes, I've had experience walking in L.A. between cars at a red light trying to sell t-shirts. So, yeah, I've done it. I have it's done on, it. It's on your resume. <laughs> I've done it. I have done it proudly. I have sold zero shirts. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we had to do that after church on Sundays. And I remember being like mad about it. I hated doing that. I hated it. But I also felt like, oh, the white Orange County girl, like that's why she hates it, you know? And like I would tell myself that too, that it was wrong to like not enjoy this when really it was just stupid and we sell the shirts for just cr i mean you're selling a shirt on the street corner you think like five bucks is like 25 dollars for a t-shirt they were not that much really no it was like 15 to 20 dollars for a shirt or you could get two for 40 and it's like why why would anyone honest why would anyone driving a car buy a <laughs> shirt with ornaments turning into blood of jesus <laughs> for 20 dollars now, the most embarrassing part about this is <laughs> multiple Sundays, I would go with a couple of my friends 
and stand outside a mega church. Oh my gosh. In LA. I would stand outside there as people were coming out of the church because there'd be a lot of people at the church trying to <laughs> trying to trying to sell the shirts <laughs> as they left the church. Talk about illegal. Wow. <laughs> and you know, I, and I would get yelled at, but is, is this our bishop's is this our bishop's church? Shirt? No, it's not your bishop's shirt. No, I'm just trying to sell a shirt. Just And here's what's even better is our friend. <laughs> went once to um, the mall with the shirts like underneath his coat and was like trying to sell it in the mall between stores. No. Trying yeah, Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't. We were told we had to, so we went to a mall, a couple malls in 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 L.A., and we're trying to sell shirts in in the actual mall outside of the stores. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so we were so thirsty for money, <laughs> clearly. But we hustled. Talk about a side hustle. Yeah. All you people who drive Uber, get out of here. You get paid. All right. <laughs> That's not a side hustle. Side hustle when you do stuff you don't want to do and don't get paid. All right. And work and work all night and all day. Um, oh, it was brutal. The next one with graphic design was funeral home brochures. <laughs> well, this is so we're starting to feel like oh yeah we really got a knack for this this um this uh what's it called design Des- yeah design. Just graphic design thing we made T-shirts so let's move on to the next thing. <laughs> That we can try and capitalize on <laughs> funeral home brochures. How did I, this come about? Like, did I, someone pass no, away? No, that's in what our I'm church? saying. Okay, like, sorry. someone, <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, someone had passed away in our church and we'd gone to um, one of the funeral homes and there was brochure, not brochures, I'm sorry, that's horrible if someone died. It, it was a program when someone died of an obituary and a picture of them and the songs they were going to sing. And our pastor was like, well, we could do this. Well, you know, why don't we just offer this service to everybody, um, all these funeral homes, and just do a, um, a printed brochure for all the people who pass away that includes pictures of them. And it was all elaborate and, and over the top and whatever <laughs> it was. Um, but I dove in head first. <laughs> And I really, I, I had, I remember this day at the church office, I had a map with a, um, a pinpoint in every funeral home within 15 miles of where we were. And I was systematically calling or going to every single funeral home, presenting a brochure <laughs> <coughs> and telling them, how incredible our funeral home brochure was. <laughs> and um, put it this way, no one wants to pay extra for that. <laughs> Especially when it's probably like $500, something dumb. Like something totally crappy. For Pay, pay oh, a ton of money for something totally crappy. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you're if you're noticing a theme here, <laughs> it's, it's that... We've had pretty unsuccessful business ventures that we've lost a lot of money. <laughs> a lot of money. So now we come to... <laughs> the bane of our existence. Not well, quite, actually. This yeah, is the, the pre- right pre-bane of our existence. The um, 
And and this is where we have to spend a lot of time because there are stories that you just can't make up. So you just <laughs> please stick with us on this. You can't make up these stories. <laughs> it was a greeting card business. Yeah. So here's an idea. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start a company that's already, like, in a category that's already doing pretty well. <laughs> There's not a need for greeting cards. I'm just going to say that. There's not a need for greeting cards. Hallmark's doing just fine. <laughs> <laughs> What's the other one? Dayspring. Dayspring, yeah. They're doing, they're doing pretty good, too, yeah. So I don't even know why this became <laughs> a thing. Well, I guess because well, no, they were I, like I ethnic. Remember, they were I remember greeting specifically cards. And there's why not a huge market for ethnic greeting cards. Yeah, and our pastor had made a card for someone in the church of him and his wife for their anniversary and just thought... Oh, of the person he gave the card to? Okay. Said, dude, this is amazing. We can make greeting cards. And it was an interracial couple in our congregation. He thought, well, well, look, I'm doing something no one else is doing and... Yeah, see, and this, this, is, this is where we had it all wrong. You can't compliment him on anything that, we were, that he was doing because it gave him, like, the ideas and, like, the, the power to, like, move forward in something that, like, you couldn't talk him out of something that he had, like, was that he was going for. So. You couldn't, and it was, ended up being the most miserable, <laughs> <laughs> the most miserable thing ever. So, um, the, first of all, the company name. Yeah. Holy Writ Greeting Cards. Not right. Writ. W-R-I-T. So if you ever, don't ever make a company name where someone's like, hey, how do you say that? (laughs) Or how do you spell that? (laughs) Constantly, like, like misquoted and. All the time. Yeah. But this was the, probably up until this point, the biggest business. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, it this this was a year and a half or two years of like really blood, intent, sweat, and tears. <laughs> intense work, finances, energy. I mean, this was like the big one. Mm-hmm. This was the big fish that was gonna gonna bring us millions mm-hmm. in order to buy the jet to fly us around <laughs> the world to spread the gospel. <laughs> But um, yeah, it was it was a greeting card company. Let me let me just uh, I'm gonna share with you the some of the press release that we wrote. Oh my gosh! Holy Rick greeting cards officially announced today the unveiling of a competitive new line of greeting cards. The line has been in development for a year, debuting with over 250 cards in its order fulfillment center and new cards created daily. Holy Writ has found immediate and overwhelming success, primarily because of its specialized marketing to the commercially underrepresented Christian, African-American, Latino, and urban markets. Did you, did you write this? Um, either me or someone else, yeah. Um, Holy Writ Greeting Cards points out they are not reinventing the wheel. Although only a few companies dominate the current greeting card market, several unmined mother loads of the American marketplace are not being recognized. No, we're not reinventing the wheel, says one Holy Writ employee, probably yeah, you already, myself. And you already said that in the first sentence. We're driving the vehicle 
where the wheels have never been. Oh, my gosh. In most mediums, these markets remain unrecognized until the dollar signs begin to surface. So, um, oh goes on like that, but... Um, the slogan was, the way we say it, the way we do it. Um, <laughs> and I was the regional manager, so. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, thank you. That's huge. Yeah, my buddy was only district manager, so. <laughs> that was the regional one. <laughs> um, but this greeting card company, Wow. When this kind of started, your armor bearer duties kind of got morphed into, like, employee business duties. duties. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Em- business duties. Very, very good point. So you now have your a boss who is not just a boss, but also your pastor. Right. A CEO who's my pastor, who's mm-hmm. my pastor, who I'm an armor bearer to, who... Mm-hmm. So a lot of just different levels, like, tangled together yeah. that were confusing and it just increased the manipulation even more so um because not only can you you can't say no to your pastor but you definitely can't say no to your boss yeah of the multi-million dollar company that is bringing (laughs) greeting cards to an underrepresented population um so the way we did these greeting cards we had them printed and then we had to score them ourselves yeah but it's important for the people to know what the cards looked like in terms of our pastor had no graphic design, like previous graphic design, like, well, here's, here's where part of this comes right? in where Carly doesn't know the whole story. But <laughs> oh boy. He had tried to do some things for the church earlier where there was a legitimate graphic designer in the church who, um, I don't know if to this day he still works, but he worked like when Lionsgate started. He did movie posters. I mean, he was like a legit graphic designer. And he basically told our pastor like his stuff was complete junk. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, he wasn't at the church very long, but (laughs) he had said, you know, your stuff isn't very good. It's clip art-ish. Which it was. Which it was. I mean, who, who puts drop shadows on wording unless you're an eighth grader. (laughs) So, um, at least I know that now. Um, so I think it almost fueled his Mm, desire to like show that he could do better. And then he, he he found this program called Photoshop. So I blame Adobe for this. (laughs) Um, and that he could like take a picture and somehow cut it out and put it with a different background and, um, go ahead and go to, to our Facebook and Instagram. You'll see a couple examples of the cards. Um, so you, you will see them, how incredible the graphic design is on them. And these were out in the public for people to purchase. (laughs) These were what we were trying to sell to our families when we went to (laughs) functions gatherings. (laughs) I mean, we had to put like our full souls behind this. Oh yeah. I mean, we, we had to be diehards for these cards um, and really like kind of everywhere we went had to talk about how great they were, um, how they've like changed our lives, how there's nothing like it out there. And <laughs> it just, it just, again, was like another representation of like 
I'm trying to sell something that I'm just <laughs> not fully bought into, but I'm like feel like I'm being tricked into <laughs> being told how great it is. And some of it was, I mean, there are not a lot of cards that are more for the charismatic church. So there's one that said. <laughs> that was what they were trying to capitalize on. Well, no, it was it was an African American Christian inspirational. Okay, we had a whole line of cards with different tags, but we had interracial cards. We had um, seasonal holiday cards, urban flavor cards, women women's inspirational cards, um, the Christian worship inspirational cards, the African American heritage cards. All occasions greeting cards, the e cards that we started, the handmade greeting cards, humorous greeting cards. So we had an entire line of cards, but the the basis of it was that it was going to serve underrepresented populations, and um, one of them was this tongues for you with a woman on the front, oh and it was like you know gibberish and said praying for your healing, this tongues for you like as you know, in speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues, yeah. One of our best sellers, right? I guess if you could say <laughs> I'm that. I'm just kidding. That <laughs> <laughs> was a joke. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, most of these cards were towards specific populations, which was so interesting because we did have a a part of our all occasions card that was white trash. No, it was. No. Um, it's not what it was called. That would have been too. No, offensive. it was white trash. No, it was. No. no, it was, and it was like roadkill, and it was like two guys holding up a possum and something like else. Farmers is like or... roadkill, like oh, happy birthday! We're eating this possum for dinner. And <laughs> you wrote that card, didn't you? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> um, it wasn't called white trash. It was. Something else, but it was it was white trash for sure, but it for wasn't sure. called that because that would have not been politically correct. Um, but the rest of them were, basically we had a whole line that was mama cards, like didn't mama tell you have a happy birthday or don't make mama come out there and tell you have a happy birthday. <laughs> and this is was this was like our main cards. Um, and we did all these cards. Our head pastor would always send them. We'd say... Oh my, I can't believe how incredible that card is. Yeah, That's you always so had amazing. to be like overly just affirmative in everything you did. Like, had to compliment everything above and beyond reality, really. Yeah. Which also just continued to fuel him. And if you didn't, then you were talked to. And we were really innovative. We had these e-cards that we were filming people that were going to come out of the card. And some of it was, was, it would have been really good at the time. We just couldn't, we weren't, we couldn't do it all. But, um, the first time that these cards were unveiled in the public was at a Juneteenth marketplace in Los Angeles on, on June 19. And Juneteenth is the celebration of emancipation from slavery and um, we had a booth at this park, and it was our greeting cards. And um, at the booth was me, um, one of my friends who is, th- hope this isn't offensive, as white as white can be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like reddish hair, really pale skin. <laughs> 
Um, and then another one of my friends who is is multiracial but looks looks white. And we were selling these cards, and um, our pastor had come up with a new card. And again, try not to be um, at all offensive. This was a card he came up with and said, this is going to be a bestseller. And it said, N-E-G-R-O, please. And on the inside said, have a happy birthday. And on the, on the front with that wording had a woman shaking her finger and um, we went to this. Kind of like, oh, please. Yeah. Um, we went to this park, and we started um, trying to sell cards. And, and it was had, just the three of you. And it was just the, th- the just three, three of us. Just the three of you white guys. And Were you the only white people there? No, I, probably, but um, yeah, probably. And he had just come up with this card. It was a new card. And we'd, selling these, we'd been selling these cards at our church, yeah. Yippee. At our 100-member <laughs> church with people <coughs> buying cards for like $3 a piece. And he'd just come up with this card, and, and, I, and, and I saw it, and I said, you know what? I don't feel right putting this card out. With, with me being who I am, with my skin color, I just, at a Juneteenth celebration, I just, I don't feel right. I'm not going to sell it. I'm not going to do it. And um, we sold cards that whole day, and of course... I mean, who cares? You sell you sell three hundred cards, you make one hundred and fifty dollars. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what good is that? But he came at the very end because he would never come till the end because he was so busy doing all these things that were <laughs> so important, like yeah. coming up with new cards that were just horrible. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so busy doing. Trash. And he said, "Where's that?" that end please card that I came up with. And I said, you know what? I just, I, I didn't feel right selling it. And he scolded me for a long time and said, you're, 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 you're crazy. You're insane. This is the best seller. This is. So he stayed at our booth for 15 or 20 minutes and everyone who walked by, he proceeded to just try to sell that one card. Over and over, just sell that one card. That's that one card. That one card. He ended up selling just like just to kind of prove the point. Yeah, he it. ended up selling like two cards because the only card he was trying to sell, and then tried to say, "Look, see, it was the best seller. We could have sold." Yeah. I mean, if we sold a hundred of those, we would have made a hundred dollars for a booth. Right. But it was like one of those situations where I just thought, ah, I I can't. I don't. I can't do this and. Yeah, um, got in trouble for it. Well, f- so you're first getting in trouble because you don't know his people, right? And now you're in trouble for trying to like be sensitive about something. Yeah, which which it was right for me. I, to this day, I do the same thing. I yeah. won't sell that card. Like I don't think for me who I am, like I wouldn't do it. And in fact, even whoever it is, I wouldn't sell that card. Like yeah. that's not a card I would have in the line of anything I would do. <laughs> so let's just make that clear. <laughs> um. Now, you guys did, like, several, like, trade shows, and um, I guess they're just called trade shows, right? Yeah. And not just, like, local ones, <laughs> but you went to, like, all the way to the East Coast. Oh, yeah. To do, to, like, try and sell these cards. Oh, yeah. This was, this was the big break. Yeah, you know, for sure. if, if everyone, if anyone ever in business has said this is the big break, this was ours. Um, 
And there was three shows we went to. The first one was before we went across the country, obviously the Juneteenth one. Then we did one at the African Marketplace in Lamert Park down in um, L.A. And and this was like a, was this like a month long, like every weekend? Yeah, it was, it was, it was a, a long, long time. It was a long situation. We had a booth there. Um, it's, it's in dirt. I mean, we have to pedal all our stuff in every day, <laughs> you know, and... And and again, it's it's me and the other two guys, yeah. the same the same people selling the cards, you know, like, and we're at the African Marketplace, and there's a there's, and and I'll never forget it. Two booths down, there was a um, Muslim Brotherhood guy who was playing extremely loud clips, saying that white man is the devil. <laughs> <laughs> two booths down, and I just thought, well, um, you know, I got a cool hat and. Uh, Shaved my head. Oh my gosh. Tried to look cool. So you guys did this like every, like all day Saturday, all day Sunday. Yeah. Right? For because like, I know yeah. you missed church for it. Yeah. Because it was for the cause. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and it was at least like three weekends. Yeah, it was. And here was my selling point when someone walked by. This was the best I could do. Hey, you got a mama? <laughs> Everyone got a mama, right? <laughs> Check out these cards. <laughs> Mama says happy, have a happy birthday. As you can tell, Ben has very successful sales skills. Extremely good. Hey, you got a mama? I got a mama. Check out this card. We got mamas. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but it was a really hard situation. I mean, we were trying to sell, and, and, and honestly, we were we were accepted really well, and it was great. And, and it wasn't an awkward... No, not at all. It that wasn't it was it was us. We it was really used to those types of situations. Yeah, it was, and, and it was an amazing group of people, and besides the people two, two booths down who were saying the white man is the devil, it was awesome. Like, had great reception of the cards, and people really enjoyed them, but I, you know, but if you can imagine me, you know walking and saying those things like hey you got a mama i got a mama look at these cards you know um with the fedora hat on and uh kangle <laughs> no i had the white fedora at this point oh my gosh it gets worse <laughs> <laughs> yeah you guys were keeping tabs on like what people said about everything like oh yeah so and so walked by said she liked how this was made whatever. <laughs> no, I, I found <laughs> an like old... notes. Yeah, <laughs> I found an old notepad, to be honest, that said like, oh, she said we should sell these to celebrities and, you know, Oprah Winfrey. And um, so <laughs> that was the first one was the African Marketplace in Lamert Park and um, with a guy selling bean, pie, bean pies on the corner. And <laughs> it, was, it was a, you know, I went after it. I did my best. Yeah. And again, you're selling greeting cards. <laughs> you could sell 500 and have a have a great day and really only make $200 <laughs> for what you're paying for Nothing the booth. Nothing makes up for... What you're paying for the booth, what you're paying for printing, what you're paying for whatever. I mean, obviously not the labor. You don't Nothing. have to pay for that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Nothing will make up for my sore finger scoring those cards <laughs> All night. Yeah, look up scoring cards. See how that works. We had to do it ourselves, but um, um, so because we were so successful there, 
we decided to go to the biggest um, <coughs> gift trade expo, show right? expo in the nation in Atlanta. So me and my buddy drove the entire way there. Of course. And, yeah. Of course. But tell me, is it really cheaper driving there than it is flying? But you had all the supplies. Yeah, because we had all our supplies. That's right. That's I mean, we had the racks, you know, we had... <laughs> We had the, the purple plush park carpet we put in our booth, you know. The card racks. Oh, my gosh. What a gag. Thinking about it. So, yeah, we had to drive there with all our stuff. And there was there was one person in our church who did all the, like, decorating for the booth, and he didn't come. So it was, like, this big pressure on me. Can you do it as good as he does it? And that's not my thing, guys. It's not, it's not his thing, you guys. I don't want to make sure the, the the shag purple carpet we put in there is straight. <laughs> and, right? and the sequined curtains. And the sequined curtain. Whatever. It was just complete mess. So we went to Atlanta. Um, just the two of you guys go? No. And then the pastor, another armor bearer, and then another one of the pastors showed up there. They all flew. We drove. Of course. Um, and it was another situation. We got there and the pastor didn't like the hotel. So we had to put him across the street because the hotel we got in which was cheaper, um, was non-smoking. So we had to go to the place across the street, not because he smoked, but just in case he wanted to, <laughs> a.k.a. smoked a cigarette every five seconds. Um, so we went there, and there's there's nothing too critical about the Atlanta trade show. It's just we sat there. You were there, gone. How long were you gone? I mean, Again, the trade show was like four. Yeah. No, it was first No, maybe it was the second, year, second marriage, year of marriage. Yeah. It, the trade show was maybe four days, but... But took you a couple days to get out there. But took a couple days to get out there, a couple days to get back. And, I mean... Clearly worth it. <laughs> I mean, we're... <laughs> you're, you're trying to sell to wholesalers. So you're trying to sell to... It's not like <laughs> people coming to buy. It's... Individual. It, it's stores coming to see if they want to put your products in their store. Yeah. And obviously, no stores wanted to put our products <laughs> in their store. And I, I, I walked around for a while, and there was like some really cool products. Even it was in like an expo. You're hustling. Yeah, and I was. I mean, there's a guy across who was like doing cuckoo clocks that were like different animals. They were awesome, and and it was really nice when he ended up giving us a couple of cuckoo clocks to bring home that were just so cool. And I thought, gosh, if I was if I was running the Business, I'd rather have those cuckoo clocks with like the cow coming out and saying moo than like, hey, Nero, please. your mama wants to say happy birthday. Um, or the white trash card or our, our Latino heritage collection, which was in English and Spanish. Um, or, yeah, any number of those. Carly was on a card. Congratulations. Yeah, a lot of the church members were on the cards, like as people. Yeah, <laughs> which Carly, is always Carly kind of and awkward. her friends were on the card. It was, you know, best friends. Yeah, it was a best friends card. But I feel like that's always a little <laughs> bit awkward, like when there's actual, like real people on a card, unless it's like a humorous card, like those funny ones. But yeah, that, that's, it, that made it like so much cheesier, the fact that it was like real people on it. With terrible Photoshop and clip art added yeah. and drop shadows and yeah. Yeah. Now the best part about the Atlanta, <laughs> the Atlanta trip is, and I'm so sorry for this. It's so embarrassing. I don't even want to say it, but 
Um, we had put together a package for Tyler, for Tyler Perry. Okay, good. I'm glad you're So, this. you know, we all know who Tyler Perry is. Um, and he wasn't as big as he is now. No, it was like way... This is before like, all of his movies. He, before just when Medea he was doing his plays. Else. Yeah, Medea just plays. the plays, yeah. And he, but he had still had a um, a place in in Atlanta, and our head pastor was like 100 percent sure that if we just got our cards to Tyler Perry, he would be on board and he would fund <laughs> us. So me and my buddy drove to his studios and, I mean, tried to get through two or three security guards oh and give a package of all our cards to Tyler Perry and. Hey, Tyler Perry, if you're listening, thanks a lot. All right, you never, you never responded. I tried my hardest. You could have ended this madness by just giving us the yeah, money we you, needed. Or you could have ended it by just saying, "Look, you're horrible," and calling our pastor yourself. So thanks a lot. That would not have ended it. You know, no, that wouldn't have ended but, it. But um, so that was the the fun part of the Atlanta trip oh was gosh, going and yes. embarrassing myself at his studios. Um, and then we drove all the way back home after driving out there. And then the last one. And this was, we'll, we'll touch on this. Our next episode is going to be about the game show I was on. But this was, this next one was based upon the fact that we were on a game show and we had won some money and we could do this. We went to um, Washington, D.C. to the Congressional Black Caucus. And we bought a booth there. Um, How much do these booths cost? Uh, at the time. I don't know. A couple thousand dollars. It wasn't crazy for the booth. Okay. A couple the, thousand dollars for a booth? Yeah, but the travel there and like the hotels. Like money like out of our own pockets, right? Yes. Carly, oh thanks for reminding me. <laughs> yes, it was. In fact, the con- Congressional Black Caucus was probably the most expensive one we went to. I think the Juneteenth was like a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. The Atlanta one was a couple thousand dollars, but I think the Congressional Black Caucus was a little bit more expensive. But so we went there, and and it was just like any other trade show. I mean, we we're there for I think it was a four day event, and um, me trying to sell mama cards to the <laughs> Congressional Black Caucus, and again received greatly by people. They were awesome, incredible people, just. I mean, no return. <laughs> <laughs> Zero dollars. Uh, I mean, honestly, like you're gonna pay. I mean, I don't know how much the, the the trip probably in all with hotels and flights and the booth. It was probably ten, twenty thousand dollars for oh like. Oh my gosh. Maybe okay, not twenty, but probably ten grand for. Uh, I mean, I don't know what we expected. Like Obama to walk in and want our cards, and then. <laughs> I don't know if we expected that to happen. Probably. Probably, yeah. I mean, we had so much, honestly, we had so much faith that something big was yeah. going to happen that yeah. it was like, just put us in the right situation and something big will happen. Yeah. Um, but there wasn't a lot that went on there. What I remember about that trip, mostly, beyond not selling any cards, <laughs> meeting really nice people but not selling any cards, was... That we were staying at a hotel, and our head pastor, well, me and my buddy were staying in a room, and then he was staying in another room, um, 
it was a non-smoking hotel, and we would walk to our room, which was down the hall, and we could smell the smoke from his room. And I remember thinking, because we were funding this all on our own with whatever we had, thinking, why? You're going to cost us more money. <laughs> it says, like, whatever the, the fine is for smoking in a room, just please, just could you just, just go outside or something? <laughs> Just don't smoke in your room. So that was the the big thing. And then the other thing was, I remember we went to watch a movie in his room. And it was like freezing cold. It was Washington, D.C. It, was, it was winter time. Yeah. And the movie was done. And we were sitting at the foot of the bed. And we were like freezing. We had to like sneak out the room because we were freezing. But we didn't think we could leave. It was just, it's just another one of the situations where you think, what kind of a a-hole am I to just stay in the room? Like, just go back to your room. Well, you weren't able to what leave until they said up? it was okay for you to leave. Yeah, so... And Yeah, I remember that because the AC was on in the room. You guys oh, were, like... So freezing. So, so cold. going to die. Yeah, and what was he doing? In his bed, around multiple blankets, smoking, I don't know, and then falling asleep. But, like, you couldn't leave until he said... Like you could, because what if he needed something or whatever, like, and I remember that just, that was just always the case. Like you couldn't, you couldn't leave until like you would just hope that he would like fall asleep or, and later when we talk about like when you worked like at his house all the time, you would just wait for him to fall asleep. So you'd be able to like go home and leave. Like you couldn't be like, Hey, is it okay if I go or yeah, peace out. Or, or, yeah, you're a grown adult. Like, I'm leaving. <laughs> Going back to my room to go to bed. Yeah, I have a college degree. You don't, so. <laughs> um, but that, I remember that, and I also remember this was at the point where we had nothing, and um, we had some money coming in from a game show we were in, but it wasn't in yet. And me and my buddy were staying together, and we were there first, and we had, we literally had nothing yeah, no we, money. We had no money. We we couldn't buy food. We couldn't do anything. And the accounts were, like, negative, we, right? We both, yeah, well, yeah. We were both at, like, $1, and we both looked at each other and said, okay, who's going to overdraw <laughs> <laughs> in order for us to eat? And um, my friend ended up being the one who did it. And at that point, it wasn't the first time in our life we overdrew. You just, if you're going to overdraw... You want to overdraw as much as they'll allow you to overdraw. <laughs> like you don't want to go out. like, hey, I'll I'll take twenty bucks and take the hit, the thirty five dollar overdraft fee. You want to like, you want to take as much as they allow you to. And so I remember him taking as much. I think it was like a hundred bucks at the time they allowed him to, and uh, it's what we lived on. But we had zero money. And we're sitting there like starving hungry didn't have anything we were at this place that we we're trying to sell the stuff that we couldn't sell and um did that several times not i'm not sure that, yeah just, that like, was the, the first that, that was one was, of like, the that, that was the first time though that i remember specifically thinking okay i'm gonna make we're gonna make it a, a real decision right now to overdraw even though we don't have the money <laughs> and i remember doing that multiple times afterwards but this was the first time i remember like yeah. legitimately doing it and saying, all right, we're going to make a decision now and do it. 
so sad. <laughs> so sad. Such- but such a good business. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Writ greeting cards was sort of the catalyst for the next business, which we will talk about probably in a couple episodes. The the business that became Ben's job at the church um, that is what really kind of broke things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, lots of, lots of terrible business ideas. (laughs) Terrible ones. Next time, just stay tuned. Next time we're going to talk about a game show. Yes. And how we were on a game show. Yeah. Pretty cool. And, um, made some money in order to propel the craziness. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The worseness. Yeah. Further worsen things. (laughs) Thanks a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thanks a lot, Jeff Foxworthy. That's it for tonight. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Welcome to our final four for the episode. Um, This episode's final four will be each other's top four pet peeves. Yeah, we're going to try and guess each other's. Yes. Um, now, I know you've come up with more than four then for me. <laughs> Off the top of my head, 15 to 25. <laughs> ben says I have a lot of pet peeves. <laughs> it's just because I'm very particular. Yeah, which is fine. That's why yeah. I love her. It's no big deal. But there's a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll go first and tell you what I think four okay. of yours are. Okay. And then you can... Correct me or tell me okay. what they are. Okay, so the first one um, is you don't like other people's hair on you. Oh, yeah. Or by you. I didn't even think about that, but yes, <laughs> disgusting. It's the, the most disgusting thing ever. It's just so gross. <laughs> even my kid's hair is like, ugh. Yeah. Just get off me. <laughs> yeah, that's really, really gross. Yeah, I have a hard time with that one. Um... Second one is um, you don't like the sheets too tight. Oh, yeah. And what kind of goes along with that is comforters on hotel beds. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Which is so I interesting. Even, I can't even thinking because about Because you're not particularly a, like, clean freak or, like, care yeah, there's ton, just, it's the like one of those. comforter thing is like you just, that is like a shock. It's one of those datelines that can never get out of your mind when they like black light the comforters in <laughs> hotel rooms. So I never will use a comforter in a hotel room or or a cup because they did the studies where they like use, they basically wash up the cup with the toilet <laughs> water. That's <sighs> not true. So gross. <laughs> um, so am I two for two so far? Yeah, Don't I mean, I didn't, I didn't even think. You're looking at my list. I didn't, I didn't see it. I didn't even think of those two, but those are really, yeah. Okay. Um, my third one is um, when people don't give you enough personal space. Uh, like in line. Oh, in line, yeah, big time. Or if, like in public places. Yeah. yeah. When people crowd me, yes. Yeah. So I don't like that <laughs> at all. Um, this is probably your biggest one, in my opinion, that is so weird (laughs) and I just don't understand but you don't like the clothes in your closet to be too tightly 
pushed <laughs> up together because <laughs> explain why you don't like them. Like your clothes too tight. Like when I you just, push them I all I feel to like the side. when the when the the clothes push too tight to each other, then it stretches out the necks on everything because they're they're pushing against each other and forming this gravitational pull <laughs> down. I don't know. I don't I think understand. <laughs> I've, and I and I never hang up t-shirts, but I think at one point in my life I did hang up t-shirts and then I feel like when everything got squished together, the t-shirts got pulled down and the necks got bigger so i think is this even when they're hung up correctly (laughs) (laughs) going to carly's pet thieves (laughs) incorrectly hung up clothes there's things not color-coded in the closet (laughs) there's two holes in her shirt for a reason because that's where the hangers go through (laughs) not the chest in the back (laughs) (laughs) so it just it's shocking to me that someone that is so Unparticular about how he hangs up his clothes, doesn't want them too tight together. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> Oxymoron there. Oh Jumbo my shrimp. gosh, yeah. Um, so those are the four. How did I do? Pretty good? Those are pretty good. What I were w- the ones you were thinking? I would say there's two big pet peeves I have, and they're oh, both shoot. weight room pet peeves. Oh, okay. Well. One would be people who walk around the weight room without shoes and lift without shoes. It's oh so gosh. annoying to people me. People do that? Yes. You know, they're they're part of the new kick. Like, oh, yeah, I'm a CrossFitter and I don't wear shoes to do my squats because I want to be down to earth. That kind of stuff really annoys me. Second one is guys that wear gloves in the weight room. <laughs> it's like my biggest pet peeve. Just See, take I'm, off the I'm... gloves. Get some calluses. Seriously? <laughs> Stop wearing gloves. So, yeah, that's a huge pet peeve for me. Those two, and as dumb and as meatheadish or whatever, but I don't like those two things. They re- I really have a hard time with it. And I guess I'm never in the weight room with you, so I didn't really know yeah. those. But now that you say that, I know that those things annoy you. Yeah, so, sorry for you guys who wear gloves in the weight room. <laughs> don't ever lift around me. Yeah, but you, I bet if you were to do, like, CrossFit, like, seriously or something, no, I, I, then that makes, the maybe makes more sense. not the CrossFit guys that are they're wearing gloves. It's like... The people who oh, are the ones deadlifting not and, yeah, whatever. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not like crossers don't wear shoes. Anyway, those two things annoy me. The the stuff on the gym says wear shoes. Well, it just seems it's unsanitary. Like a rule. It's unsanitary and and, and I hope you drop a weight on your foot. <laughs> I often think that. I hope that a weight just rolls over there and rolls over their toe. Not like ca- ca- catastrophic damage, but enough just to get them to wear shoes. Oh my gosh, it's hilarious. All right. Okay, so just limit it to four for me. I, but I can't. <laughs> the number one is, and I think I'm spot on, spot on on this one, is people who who get into the turn lanes and they're not turning. Or let's say that there's a three-lane road and there's a far right lane where someone could turn and someone pulls into that lane right when we're going to turn right in front of us and then... Then Carly will have to sit, or uh, together we'll have to sit at that light and wait for that person who, if they would have just been considerate, wouldn't have gotten that lane, we'd be able to be turning on the red light. <laughs> it is truly my number one pet <laughs> peeve. I don't know why it makes me so angry. It makes me so angry. It's, it's worse when there's a car in the left lane, let's say. Not the far left lane, but middle lane. And then there's a car that is behind them, and they don't... They want to be in front. They don't feel it's good enough just to be behind, be behind one car. So they pull to the right lane because they want to be in front too. Which I would probably do. 
See, I never do that because I always think, <laughs> is someone, does someone have their, their clicker on behind me? Um, clicker as in blinker? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> to see if they're going to turn right because I'm not going to go in this lane if there's somebody behind me because I hate that so much. It's so, it just feels very inconsiderate and inefficient. Yeah. Well, and I hate both of those things. Well, welcome to number two, inefficiency. <laughs> <laughs> she read my mind. Number two, inefficiency in anything in life. <laughs> it could be at the library. It could be at the grocery store. It could be in our own home. Whatever it is, inefficiency is very, very hard for Carly to deal with. And now it's become hard for me to deal with. <laughs> I have a really hard time with inefficiency, but too. who doesn't? I mean, are there yeah. actually people who don't care about efficiency? Yeah, but I think your brain just works in a different way and you see how efficient a thing could be where yeah. some people would think it's not inefficient, but you're like, well, no, this isn't efficient. This That's could be done true. well. This I, could be done better. Yeah, I feel sorry for those people who can't recognize those things. Yeah, so I would say those are two. Am I doing all right so far? Yeah, those are right on. Um, third is improper etiquette of any kind. <laughs> gosh you're painting me to be such a jerk <laughs> no like improper etiquette like not having not holding the door open yes. or um peeing on the floor no <laughs> sue me <laughs> i live I just, in a house with boys i just say peeing me, on the please. floor because our son does not know how to take the toilet <laughs> is it our son only 100 percent our son <laughs> oh my gosh but i would say improper etiquette yeah, that's that's accurate. Um, and then um, lack of response of any kind. Yes. So having, I, I guess this is maybe more of a personal one. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Marriage Therapy 101. Um, if I don't respond to everything she's saying, in my mind I might be thinking about it, but if I don't, it doesn't have to be a big response. No. It can be a, uh-huh. Or yes. Oh, yes. Oh, that's oh, neat. That's amazing. Well, no, that's amazing would be over the top, and that would be awesome. But <laughs> So anyway, that's a big pet, pet peeve. Yes. Not, not responding to everything. Yeah. When I'm telling a story, I want responses throughout my story that I'm telling you to know that you're interested, um, even if you're not interested. But yeah. yeah, responses every time I say something, anytime I say something. Because I feel like I'm really good at responding to people and letting yes. them know I'm like engaged or that I'm contributing to the conversation. So when other people don't do that. Yes. I hate it. Is <laughs> <laughs> that four? Yeah. Yeah. What, what else you got? You that pretty much summed up everything in life with those four. <laughs> um, I, this is just more, I absolutely hate when public bathrooms don't have paper towels. When they only have the air dispensers, <laughs> it drives me nuts because I have a thing about germs. You know that. <laughs> yeah, <germs>. And <laughs> how am I supposed to wash my hands and dry them and then open the handle of the bathroom door to leave without having a paper towel to grab the bathroom door with? You use your shirt like the rest of the world does. No, you I'm not going to use shirt my shirt. What if I'm wearing like or... a nice shirt or something? Use then I have pants. the germs on my shirt, and then my kids rub their face on my shirt. I don't like that. Yeah, I guess that's, that's true. a huge pet that really bothers me. And I know we're trying to like save the trees, but I just would rather not and <laughs> use as many paper towels as I want. Like every <laughs> all those paper towels, like like there's signs, you know, like conserve. Like all you need is two. 
I will always take at least three, sometimes four, to make sure that my hands are dried and I have enough coverage for the door handle to leave. Okay. Yeah. I don't my, go to the bathroom in the same bathroom with you at a public restroom, so that's yeah. maybe why I didn't know yeah, that one. Yeah, that's true. Um, this one I'm surprised you didn't get. Oh, boy. I absolutely despise the sound of people eating. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Chewing. Yep. Breathing loudly. Mm-hmm. Or swallowing. Really yep. any annoying any sound. Any sounds. Any sounds. Me singing. <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly the breathing and the chewing. No, it is. And the eating. I, we, can't, we can't eat dinner together without TV on sometimes because she can't handle my chewing. I feel like you're just maybe a little bit louder of a chewer than most. <laughs> For sure, never cereal. <laughs> oh, gosh. She'll have to go in the other room if oh I'm eating gosh. cereal. <laughs> we haven't had cereal in forever. That sounds so good right yeah. now. Um, but yeah, those, I yeah, would say that, those were two I totally, additions, too. I totally know that one, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I, I just sometimes even just give you the look, or I just walk away, and yeah. you know you know that it's just Yeah, or I can just so feel it. Yeah, you can feel the look. You can feel just the disgust. <laughs> <laughs> but you have worked on trying to chew softer yeah, and not as, like, aggressive. Well, yeah, You're kind just, of an aggressive chewer. Yeah, I'm just an kind of an aggressive eater. eater. Yeah, I try yeah. to get it done and get it out and get it Yeah, get it which is... <laughs> so, I... Yeah, that's. I think that's that's from my years of always trying to like gain weight for athletics. Oh my gosh! Trying to have enough food in my system or whatever. But yeah, I've like learned. the thought of it is making like my skin crawl. <laughs> I have learned. Well, I am learning how to chill. Yeah, slow down. Enjoy actually enjoy the food. There's yeah. a, there's a reason that food is food and it's good. So you and like the hiccupy and burping through the eating. I've never done such a... <laughs> the hiccuping and burping through the eating because you're eating so fast. <laughs> like it's your last meal. I can't handle it. I just can't. I do eat like it's like, my last meal. Like seriously, I hope like those I'm, hiccups like hurt I'm so dying. bad. <laughs> like I'm dying. I need food so bad. Yeah, yeah that is bad. That's a bad bad habit. <laughs> <laughs> God, so bad. Oh, oh, I thought of something else that... Um, oh, that good. Is maybe a pet peeve of yours that is now currently a pet peeve of mine for the opposite reason. Um, it it's a pet peeve of yours maybe when there's no like actual protein, high protein in uh-huh, a meal. Yeah, yeah well, it doesn't have to be high. Yeah, like specifically meat of yeah, some kind. Like I don't want to have noodles for dinner with just noodles and sauce <laughs> with no meat in it. So. Now, this has become a pet peeve of mine because I I can't just make a simple dinner if I wanted to. Ben feels he he may physically deteriorate if he goes one meal without having some chicken or some sort of... Like, we've had... I've made, like, good dinners before that was maybe, like a, like, a big salad with, like, a lot of delicious ingredients. And you ate a freaking protein shake afterwards. <laughs> like, just to, like, make sure that you were going to survive the next day. It's not even like you're hungry still. It'd be one thing if you're, like, hungry, but you're like, oh, I need to get my protein you feed the beast. Oh, my gosh. It's just it's so annoying to I me now. I feel like I've gotten way better at that. You have because yeah. I've shamed you. Yeah. Shaming <laughs> works. 
<laughs> Whoever said shaming doesn't work, honestly. Well, it, it just makes sometimes, sometimes it makes the cooking like really difficult. Um, especially if I don't have like meat on hand and I have other things on hand, I feel like I'm, I'm always having to like think about, oh, I got to pick up some sort of meat at the store, like for every single meal that we have. Um, and also it's expensive. So maybe if you cooked, I, I typically always make dinner. So if you maybe made dinner, sometimes it wouldn't be as annoying to me, but that was my last one that I yeah. thought of that yeah, that's it's hard true. for you and then yeah. also hard for me. Yeah. But anyways. That'll do it. That'll do it. <laughs> See you later. Thanks for joining us on Biography. Please subscribe or leave a comment. And if you have questions or want to open up a discussion, you can find us on Instagram or Facebook at Biography. See you next time.